Welcome to This is What Democracy Sounds Like. I'm Kevin Prang. This program is a presentation of Metropolitan Congregations United. MCU is a community organization that brings together religious congregations, community groups, and individuals to work for a common purpose to create a better life for all residents of the St. Louis region. We work at the intersection of race, economy, political power, gender, and the structures of oppression that work within us individually, within our organization, and within the community. We are working towards building people's control of the government, building community control of the economy, and expanding the public sphere. Today, our guests are Latricia Gandhi, an organizer with MCU's Juvenile Justice Task Force, and evangelist Bethany Johnson Javois, associate pastor at Monument of Faith Church of God in Christ. Today, we're going to be talking about MCU's Juneteenth celebration and the action that's going to be happening along with that on June 19th. So first of all, thank you for joining us and welcome to the program. Absolutely. Thank you for having us, Kevin. So just to start off with, give us the overview of what will be happening on June 19th and and where this event is taking place. Absolutely. So on June 19th, MCU, along with um, Monument of Faith, will be joining together collectively, getting into the community. Um, And our hopes are to get the community and the churches all gathered around June 19th and also around faith. Um, building communities, impacted people, and just coming through to get the community back engaged together um, and get the resources that the families need into the community. So why is MCU hosting this event and, and why uh, in, in this region at, at, uh, at Monument of Faith Church? So as an organizer with Youth Justice, um, Some things we do with breaking the school to prison pipeline is look at data of where children are coming from and how they're coming into the detention center. Um, And Jenny's 63, the zip code of 63136, which is Jenny's, some of Jenny's, is that high impact zip code where our children are being detained into the juvenile detention center. So we ask the question, what's going on in the community? And how can we get involved and organize in that community to figure out what we can do better for the children, the youth, and the families? So with that being said, um, I was introduced to Pastor Bethany of Monument of Faith, and we had a um, kind of a meeting around, you know, I shared the data with her and she shared some data with us as well as the councilwoman. And there's definitely some work that we need to do in Jennings um, and organize around. But we start there with the data, uh, with the youth. The motivation for Monument of Faith to uh, engage in partnership in this way is that, in fact, Monument of Faith has been in the Jennings community for 50 years through my dad's founding ministry. However, uh, the challenge that sometimes churches can have is that they stay within four walls. And their sole mission is to preach the gospel Reminding Men of Faith believes that to be true and the preaching of the gospel or the embracing of community is just as much a part of our role. So yes, we think about the spirit, but we now need to really think deeply about democracy being truly deeply participatory and these building of relationships with Jennings leaders, uh, with our elected officials, and definitely with MCU being so critically important right now, given what we know is happening uh, in, in North County, in our community in St. Louis is just critical. So this is part of our yes to God and our evangelical mandate. Okay, Pastor Bethany, can you follow that up a bit and, and talk to me how about how an event like this fits in with your sort of mission as a church? Every church sort of has a different yeah. 
thing that they do in, in, in some, like you had said, some are more internally focused and some are more externally focused. So how does this fit with your mission of your congregation? Well, Kevin, the gift that uh, if there is a gift in dual pandemics of racism and COVID-19, we took that deliberate shut in time to really discern our way forward with what God wants us to do. And so the truth is that over a year and a half, we looked at the purpose-driven church and what functions that looks like. And as soon as we began to ask God and inquire of him, what is our purpose? He was very clear to us that Jennings is our Nazareth. From that question, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes, there is. And so in getting clear about that, we were able to create a partnership around Nourish that began to feed and support community members that also it was in reach for us. And then after our yes was intentional there, boom, here comes Latricia at MCU that we had known because our yes was complete. So to be honest with you, we are still discerning the way forward, but we're discerning it through prayer and action at the same time. And I think that's a distinguisher. Sometimes people put out in the atmosphere, we want to feed kids. We want to do this. We started with saying, Holy Spirit, what are we um, gifted to do and compelled to do at the same time? And we want to learn it by building partnership to do it together. And that's how we're going to understand truly our gifting is in the doing of it. So we're excited. Um, you know, we, we don't have a brand per se, except for really good preaching. That's what Kojic does. And now we want to expand that brand to being loving and supporting and learning about these risks. And to Latricia's point, like this unacceptable that 63136 is a feeder of our young people that are feeding a pipeline. That is just as much a just mission for Jesus as prayer, fasting, and preaching. And so we need to be called into that work. So our yes is complete, but we need to learn the process with partnership. Um, so how did, how did you guys meet? So where did that connection come from? Yes. Well, first, I know Pastor Bethany um, actually attended our national leadership training. Um, and, and she has relation with David Girth, who is our executive director of MCU. Um, now, I came into the picture um, a little on down the line. Um, so um, another organizer of ours organized around environmental justice. Um, so she's been in the Jenny's area, you know, speaking of environmental justice and been a part of the Jenny's Clergy Coalition um, alongside Reverend Burton at New Northside. Um, in that, I was inserted um, to meet not only Pastor Bethany, but also Reverend Burton. And, and so that's how that that kind of connection came about. And, you know, I just was, you know, introducing breaking the school to prison pipeline to the area um, that, you know, the churches wasn't aware of breaking the school to prison pipeline and in the Jenny's Clergy Coalition. Um, so that's the insert. And, and I'm actually excited about that and excited to share the data and the education around that, um, that so many communities miss. And, you know, it's not just Jenny's, it's a few others. Um, but Pastor Bethany, uh, Monument of Christ was the first first congregation to say, hey, yeah, come. I, I want to understand. Let's come and, and share that with us so we can understand what more we can do in our community. Um, and that was that bridge. And, and as she said, it was just God um, because I've been doing this work for a year and year and three months now, right? And I've been looking for impacted parents and impacted youth and youth in the detention centers. And, you know, I'm everywhere. And I was like, what, what am I missing? I'm missing something. 
I'm missing something. So this came at the right time. Um, you know, I've been praying like, God, you know, where, where are the people that we need? Where are our impacted people? And they were right there in the Jennings School District, the Jennings community. Um, and, and I thank God that I was inserted and introduced into that area. Okay, excellent. And let's dig a little bit deeper into the data that, that both of you guys have talked about. Uh, what, what are we seeing? And then after you tell us some of that, Pastor Bethany, can you tell us why it was important for you to hear that data? Because it sounds like that was something that you're eager to find out and, and it made a difference in, in your decision-making process. Absolutely. So the data that we share um, comes from actually the St. Louis County Courts. Um, so I have relationships with some of the county court officials and we asked for the data, like, where are the children coming from? The 23 children in juvenile detention in the county, where are they coming from? And so there's a map that they provide us with um, that shows the different zip codes. And 63136 zip code was the number one zip code of where those children are coming from. Now, this report is shared. It's not, it's not something that's sealed. You can pull up the report online. You can see the data. You can see the mapping. But 63136 was that number one impacted zip code where the children were funneled through the system. I would say that the reason why the data and the, just the positioning was so critical is because we were looking and we are discerning the Kairos time, right? It's a, it's a phrase that faith leaders know. And you can go in so many different directions of your own accord. You can clothe people, feed people. But we were looking for what we understand, even through the Ferguson Commission's work, I wish I was blessed to help to lead, that policy change, structural issues, right? The social and structural determinants of health. My day job is in well-being. And when we looked at that data, yes, we talk about spiritual and emotional well-being. This is an inhibitor of that. And so it really helped me to go, oh, God, you want me to prioritize making sure that community voice, community vote, participation, love that looks like action. There's a quote that I use. I didn't coin it, but it says, do not ask the Lord to guide your steps if you're not willing to move your feet. And so this for us gave us how to move the feet. I mean, some, many times I found that churches are reticent to move. One, because they don't have the internal capacity to offer to Latricia something, right? When you're a smaller congregation, you're like, we don't have enough. We're just trying to, you know, feed our flock. Well, then God gives us capacity in our willingness that he makes the little much. So once we got over that hump of being intimidated by, we've never done it before and we're too small, you know, and God was like, yeah, you sound like that preacher that was like, I'm too young and I stutter but I'm going to be with you, right? And so as soon as our faith elevated to say, perhaps what God is teaching us is to trust him and what we don't know, because this is his work. It's not about our capacity. And then MCU says to us, we will take you through training. We will show you the data. We will show you who uh, are not part of our democracy as related to voting. And in the training, you'll build confidence with us. And then we'll go out together. And we'll build relationship with community together. And that took down our anxiety of perfection and, oh, there's not enough, to really relying on this partnership, relying on the data, and relying on the spirit of God. All three go together to really start creating movement. I also just want to say 
I am not a neighbor in Jennings. And so I am very conscious to be humble about the fact that we, MCU nor Monument, will come into Jennings with some, I have a vision and a plan. That is colonization manifesting again. So we've been very thoughtful about making sure that Mayor Austin, who is a very powerful black woman, private PS, there's a theme of black women going on. Okay, just saying, just saying. Um, and we're looking at, you know, our uh, representative Clower and other local elected officials where we ask the question, hey, as we enter in with this idea and with this motivation, we have to be grounded in the neighbors and neighborhoods. So the first thing we did is we picked up trash with neighbors. I didn't have a logo on. I didn't have a T-shirt that said a monument. I just showed up on a Saturday, put on bug spray and got to picking up trash. And in doing so. One of the neighbors across the street was like, sister, here's gloves. Looks like you might need more of that. Wait, where, where are you at? Oh, you're that church up the street. I'm coming on Sunday. Let me tell you four more things happening. And that was just from serving for, to serve, right? I'm not even looking for fish at this moment. I'm looking to provide presence. And so I want to be thoughtful about this approach, which is why, last thing I'll say on this is I don't want to spend a lot of like excited cheerleader energy that is focused wrong, right? We can get excited, but we need to be humble to make sure that we are not getting ahead of God nor getting ahead of God's people in neighborhood. I honor that and I want to do that well in life. Okay, excellent. That leads me to actually one of my next questions is what uh, the, the day on June 19th is going to be separated into kind of a morning and afternoon activities. And in the morning, it's going to be uh, canvassing in the neighborhood. So, as you're going into the neighborhood, what is that conversation? Um, uh, Pastor Bethany, you talked about you don't want to go in from the outside saying, oh, we have a plan um, and we're going to fix everything for you. So, so what is the conversation we're having when we're knocking on those doors? We just want to be community people, you know, showing up as regular people. And that, that question, it's a few questions on there just to ask community, how long have you lived here? What would you like to see in your community and how, you know, we're not forcing religion. We're not forcing organizing. We're not forcing any of that. We just want to hear from the community. And that's where a lot of the disconnect come from. No one is hearing from the people in the community that's lived there, that that has been there, that loves their community. And we just want to have a regular, not a robotic conversation, but a conversation getting the people engaged and letting them know, hey, we are here, we care. We care in this community. We wanna do something in your community, but you tell us what you guys want to see your community. How do you wanna see it grow? And what does that look like? And that part will start that, that conversation and get them engaged to invite them back to the second part of the event, which we'll get to in a minute. But, you know, just showing up asking those general questions. What is it that you want to see in your community and how can we support what what your vision is for your community that you live in i think on the first portion of the engagement i think that's exactly right um for us because jesus has been so colonized and whitewashed for people that presenting presenting christ has to be humble and creative because of the damage done to his reputation therefore the damage done to the church. 
So we here are very thoughtful again about the way that we are not, you know, we're not diminishing our light, but we're very thoughtful about how our light shines, right? Even with those who may be atheists, who are non-believers, whatever those labels are, this intention of getting at the purpose and the soul of people is very critical because it truly, if we believe that Christ is the answer, then there's a way with which we can draw in instead of calling out. That is what we plan to do. We plan to radically listen with humility and in the windows of opportunity that God gives us because he will, because we're walking this out his way every step. It will literally uh, design the words that come out of my mouth from door to door. So we don't have a script. We have an intention and I rely, we rely on the Holy Spirit to uh, give us a uniquely designed message based on each household and what they say. That really is the approach that we're thinking through. So let's continue. Uh, and uh, from my notes, we have uh, folks meeting in the morning for actually some training uh, before they go out and knock on doors, which is good. Um, and then knocking on doors and then coming back and, and sort of debriefing from that. So what's what's happening the rest of the day? That takes us up to about noon and there's there's more scheduled for the rest of the day. So what what's happening when folks come back from that? We have a few different um, things happening on June 19th. First of all, we want to recognize June 19th um, and give education behind June 19th and what the meaning is. Um, thirdly, we're going to do some COVID vaccinations um, for those in the community that wasn't able to get out and get those shots. The other thing that we plan to do once we have done the original kind of 100 neighbor target in the morning is to come back together with, of course, what are we good at? Food, fellowship, and relationship building, of which we're hoping to have um, um, some, some different education. We will have more listening sessions. We will make sure that we can articulate to folks what we think we heard from that morning to make sure that what we think we heard is clear. And we will also ask for next steps. So the one thing that's critical is that this isn't a one and done event. It is an incremental overtime relationship building of which Juneteenth, which falls on June 19th this year, is kind of our launching pad to do that. Latricia, could you talk more about the expungement opportunity? So an expungement clinic, um, if it's open to the neighborhood and it's actually a, a private attorney who does this pro bono work that he will love to do in the community. Um, and what it consists of, if there's anyone in the area that has records that they would like to get expunged off of them so they can continue on with their lives and do other things, um, he will give those legal advice, that legal question. And he also told me if there's people that have their records with them when they come out to the expungement clinic, he can take a look at them and let them know right then and there if he can definitely get those expunged off their records. Um, and this is good for both adults and youth. There are youth with records and that are not sealed and then it hinders them from going to college or getting jobs, et cetera, ex as well as adults. Um, so this is a good time to get any legal questions answered um, also at this event. There will be prayer, ta prayer tables there. If there's anyone in need of prayer or want prayer, we will definitely do that as well. So that that is provided too. We're not just there to just organize formally. We're there to really get engaged in the community and show up as humble people, 
Um, I know I, I'm, I'm taking my minister classes and my evangelism classes and God is very important to my heart because he shows love and compassion and you have to show love and compassion in the communities um, to get people really in, in trust. There, there are so many people that don't trust in a form of specially organizer or grassroots organizations like what do they want? No, we're showing up for the community and what the community needs. Talk to me a little bit about the the, the prayer tables or or, or yep. stations. Or how is that going to work? In, in sure, uh, there's an effort that I support and love called Prepare STO. It was an effort that taught me that part of outreach and engagement and engagement um, has to deal with how we listen. And there has been so much trauma, so much loss, so much grief, so much pain that we uh, began to model after prepare CL for events that are live in community. We also will be thoughtful that COVID-19 is still a pandemic. I don't care what people say. And in this zip code in particular, many are opting to not choose vaccine. So what we want to do is to create a table where people have an opportunity to just talk, to just share, to uh, perhaps sometimes talking to a stranger with an empathetic ear begins to illuminate some of the healings that need to happen. And so in that process, Kevin, as people are coming and just want to talk, over time we offer prayer. <clears throat> and about two weeks ago, we, we, we tried this. We knocked on doors, we celebrated, we played music, and one of the residents, whole family, because of the pain happening in that home, came across the street, <clears throat> asked us to please if we could grab hands and just pray for their crisis situation. We did. A second person pulled over on the side of the road having a PTSD panic attack. That because we happened, right, not really, but happened to be walking, introducing ourselves, the Holy Spirit literally had me to speak to him, and we had resource right down the block that could speak to him clinically in addition to spiritually right? Those opportune moments. So that's what the prayer table is about. It's about listening. It's about <clears throat> understanding and gathering what we need to know and making sure there's an exchange. Too many times in these efforts, we ask a bunch of questions. We want a bunch of information and we get all cheerleader excited about it. This is about the exchange, the divine exchange, right? Christ did it on the cross. Our sin for grace and salvation, we do an exchange. We listen, we hear, uh, we are empowered, we support, and then we also love back in a way that helps to promote healing naturally and spiritually. Uh, Latricia, any other information about that in the afternoon segment before we move on? There will be tables set up, MCU tables, with more of what MCU do, does. Our voter engagement team will be out and just educating um, our registered voters in Jennings. Um, but Voter engagement, we would love to increase that by the next electoral, local electoral election. Um, so there will be education given as well. Um, and we would like to increase voter engagement in the city of Jennings by 10% prior. But how do we do that? We have to give education. We have to give education as to what are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Why are you voting? Um, because a lot of people register to vote, but they never get out and vote. 
Why? Because they're uneducated as to why. Or they just vote for someone because someone, the neighbor said, oh, just vote for this person, but not understanding the beliefs or the structure behind the person that they're voting for. So that education would be given as well. Okay, great. Are there other organizations that are going to be participating, other churches in the community? Just kind of give them a, a shout out here. There are definitely other churches in the community. Um, right now, I know New Northside um, has a couple of, of their members that's going to show up. Uh, we have Met MCU will be there. Um, and we have other organizers. June 19th, organizers are everywhere. But we have a few other organizations that are going to show up. Um, the public health that are giving out the vaccinations, they're bringing members to also knock on the door with health educators to and educate the community behind COVID-19 vaccinations and also other important health issues. We talked about that and they're just ready to talk about health all over. Um, so yeah, there will be other organizations there as well. Now, has everybody signed up? Not everyone has signed up. However, you everyone doesn't have to sign up through the link. You can just show up as well. Okay, that was going to be my follow-up question is who should participate? How do they participate? Uh, how, how do folks get in touch um, if they do want to sign up? And, and, but you also said that just showing up on Saturday is okay too. Yes, we have done some um, flyers. We have flyers out on social media, on MCU website, uh, the public health website, uh, other churches website. And also last Friday, um, Monument, serves food to the community um, and they have some really lovely young ladies that were there that were hand, that was handing out the flyers as they handed out food um, and just getting engaged that way um, so word of mouth is all over it's, it's all over I mean I've gotten so many emails of saying hey I've shared it on my social media I put it in my church newsletter um, and it's open to the public we will really of course Jenny's is our Number one target, but the surrounding neighborhoods too, the surrounding churches. Um, there are seven churches that from the Jennings and um, Pastor Bethany can speak to this that I know will be there as well. Um, it sounds like that. That's actually one of the the really nice things about this is it's pulling together leadership within the community in a situation where a lot of times congregations or even groups are doing their own thing here and there but this is pulling everybody together and moving all in the same direction. This Wednesday night and all of the Wednesdays in June, we've been compelled to do prayer walks. So uh, again, getting out of the beautiful sanctuary that we're just kind of stepping our toe back into uh, to walk the neighborhood. It's different when you drive into it to park and look around than to really walk with the intention of seeing what you need to see and experiencing the experience, right? And yet being humble, because that doesn't mean that you're a neighbor, right? So um, that that's kind of our work this June is to prepare for that. So I'm hopeful, and I'm going to pitch tonight, that part of what we contribute, which is in our sweet spot as churches, is to think about how we put feet, right, to the mission and walk, anoint, invite the spirit of the Lord there where there has been violence and poverty and where people need affirmation and confirmation that you're not by yourself. You know, many residents sometimes have fought very good fights alone feeling. And so to be able to say, no, we're, we're with you and we support you and we're here to, to nourish and to support that um, 
really happy too that those efforts, we have over 600 folks that are touched every single week by doing that first work first, of making sure that we have uh, supports that are um, in place for them every week since, I think, since March. And that happened Wednesday night. We said yes. By Friday, we had a phone call. Can we please start a partnership? That's how it works. Excellent. Excellent. So what are some of the follow-up activities after June 19th that, that both MCU and uh, uh, Monument of Faith are, are looking forward to doing? Of course, we have visions. Um, and one of my goals, I'm not just showing up on June 19th. Um, I'm going to show up for the next two years. That is my goal, to show up for the next two years in Jennings. I'm hoping to canvas at least once a month. Um, whether that's knocking on doors, calling, phone banking in the area. Um, of course, as an organizer and a person that really wants to get in that community, I would show up for the prayer walks as well, um, show up for the food drives and bring other organizers with us. That shows partnerships so that it's not looking as like we're just here for this particular report for this moment we're here for the long run um so those are things and i know july the 10th if there's anyone that's going to get um the two port shot on june 19th we have put july 10th as the second the second um scheduled date for the second shot um, at Monument, thanks to Pastor Bethany. And at that time, we will continue the community engagement um, and whatever doors we haven't knocked on on June 19th, we're hoping to knock on more doors on that day as well. Um, so that is part of my goal and my commitment um, as an organizer. Beyond this event, we will be, for those that opt in, we would love to capture the names of those who um, Want, want the good news shared with them beyond that event and to make sure that they're connected to a family, right, that looks like the church home, if that is what they opt into. And if they don't, it's just fine. It's just it's just fine because we are still ministering. Um, but the goal would be to make sure that those who are really in need of that spiritual undergirding can continue to uh, choose us because why not, right? Because we, we think that we're awesome and our light is shining and you should come. We're a beacon. And a beacon means that you're drawing souls in. So, uh, we're excited about what that can mean. And to um, Latricia's point, <clears throat> we've been around for 50 years and we have a forever ministry, whether it's my face or the next face to come. So we do plan to continue to deeply anchor in community. We are understanding, too, from some of the things that our electeds have already said, that there is a priority around policy change as related to um, making sure that there's beautification in 63136. That there's a specific issue. Let me bring this up around dumping, around other communities that because Jennings has a beautiful demographic of beautiful black people, something about that doesn't seem as beautiful to other folks. So they travel down 70 and other places. Monument has been one of the places that they've opted to put their trash and literally had on our camera that we had to get for this reason. A couple who the father modeled for his children getting out to take uh, a re of the old kitchenware from a remodel and dump it on holy ground. That's what he modeled for his children. And Jennings is having the same perception. It's a place where you can dump. It's a place where you can pitch trash. It's a place where you can just do whatever, right? And so again, that already hearing that as a priority for uh, residents and community members, that is something that we take very seriously as we're thinking about what our priority advocacy is. 
that's that's heartbreaking to see somebody doing that coming from outside the community and doing that um and that that ties into the uh, uh environmental justice work that that mcu has been doing too so it, it just kind of all pulls together and it all all that's works right. together so any other thoughts about june 19th uh, as we kind of close the program here i would just say um you know to those that are listening uh to those that might feel like you're insignificant uh that's a trick uh, and it's not true. It's just a lie. And that's what Satan does. He's the father of those. And so uh, one win one is the strategy that my father, Ethel Johnson, received about what evangelism really is. It is one win one. It is not millions have to be there in order to make change happen. In fact, it took 12 disciples to evangelize the whole planet. So although we want more than 12 people to come out on Gentile, we understand, and I want to encourage folks who have felt like I used to feel, right, that we didn't have enough, and, oh, you had to have a, a, a magnitude of things. But that is just not true. I think the capacity to say yes to God, the capacity to be scared and courageous to try, the capacity to build partnerships, to say let's just do the best that we can, and God gives the increase, is what Juneteenth is all about. It's taking liberation and freedom to the next level but we have to believe it ourselves to be liberated. So I'm just excited. Um, I'm excited working with folks that understand it. I'm excited about what evangelism 2.0 looks like as related to our civic and de democratic responsibilities in addition to the spiritual ones. So let's go. Let's get it done. Amen. I was going to say, that's wonderful. You've inspired me. Yeah. <laughs> I will be there. So. Okay, Kevin. Come on. Kevin, come you can count on. Everybody else, just come on out. Just come on out and... Just, just have a good time and, yeah. and show up. We're there. We will be there. The first step is to show up. And uh, we'll uh, check the MCU website and also our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram accounts. Pastor Bethany, is there anything else you want to say as just far as a, a, a little um, advertisement for, for your congregation? I would, just, I would just say we are a place with which if family is valuable to you, or if family's been funky for you, but you want different kind of family, that we really are the place to come, that we preach the gospel pure and unadulterated, that we teach you how to walk the walk to make sure that your soul is free and that your family can thrive, right, in any environment, in any situation. So to the unchurched, if that word's even offensive, this ain't, this ain't your grandma's church. This is a different way with which to be. And we invite you to join us. Just check us out and see how the glory of God impacts your life through us. God bless you. Excellent. And Latricia, um, any updates or, or just want to give people a reminder about your, your the Tuesday evening group, uh, the, the support group for, through MCU? Yes. Um, the Tuesday night support groups are actually for impacted parents or guardians. Um, if you all have any children or youth that are facing a court appointed case investigations and you would like some knowledge, some support. And again, like Pastor Bethany said about, you know, you're not alone. And a lot of us fight that fight alone and feel like we don't know our rights or we don't have rights. This is the place come out. You can reach out to hashtag love youth text three one nine nine six hashtag love youth. You will get directly to me and I will give you a call back and invite you into that space. No question will go unanswered. 
Don't feel like it's a, 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 a I'm going to just say a stupid question. No question is stupid. Don't feel alone through this process. I'm an impacted parent. I've been there and I thought I was alone at one point, but you're not alone. So you can reach out and definitely get the support. I want to thank our guest today, Latricia Gandy, an organizer with MCU's Juvenile Justice Task Force and evangelist Bethany Johnson Javois, associate pastor at Monument of Faith Church of God in Christ. To learn more about MCU, go to the Metropolitan Congregations United website at mcustlewis.org. You can also go there to find out more about our June 19th or Juneteenth event, and also be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for news and events. I'm Kevin Prang, and you've been listening to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening.